When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. starting that it's the brews and bruins podcast i'm drew johnson we got cam hasbrook we got chris gear we got cat silverman almost in frame or about to come in frame at some point and we got matt porter um matt how you doing i'm doing great y'all uh it's a good saturday i love the playoffs when you actually get a little bit of time to do something fun between games and uh you know we're out here at pop call so can't hate on it for a second not at all it's going to be a nice drive right here. Look at that. That was beautiful. That was good, too. Look good. Oh, we want to hop into drinks. Anyone want to feature anything real quick? I got a Citizen Cider, which is nice and light. 3737. Um, Chris? I'll say. Oh, there we oh, go. sorry about that. I was just no. jumping in. I got a Winwood uh, La Rubia. It's a beautiful uh, blonde from. Um, where the hell is this? Somewhere east of here, like in Miami, Miami area. Yeah, Winwood, right. So, pretty good. Nice. nice. Yeah, we're uh, we're rocking Michelob Ultra Infusions Lime and Prickly Pear Cactus here. Uh, it sounds like like probably like the first beer I ever drank or something. <laughs> Honestly, this is fine. Yeah, it just tastes like beer, but a little sweet. It tastes like something that we should have had at the beach today, honestly. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last time Chris had a regular ass beer. He's always bringing in some infused spicy shit or something. Why don't we? Uh, but I respect it. That's what we need for pod. Uh, I decided that I've been drinking just too much Miller Light lately, so I decided to change it up. Uh, we got Miller High Life today. <laughs> Great beer. Shouts to Lancey, 37s all around. Always delicious. Center of the target, basically. Yeah. All right. Sorry guys. If I'm jumping in, if I'm jumping in and out, I have to because uh, I'm doing this and have to hit the center. Like we're playing the Angry Birds top golf game, um, <laughs> so I have to like hit the center of the target, and then there's also like things like virtual in the air. It's very, uh, it's very Gary Bettman's NHL, you know, like virtual weird video shit. Ah, that sucked. Maybe I hit some. I hit some. I hit some birds. <laughs> I, don't even know how to <laughs> I hit the whole house. Oh shit! 
Oh, it's Coughlin. It's coming down. It's coming down. That was the damage. Hold on. Let's go. I don't know if that's visible, but dude, that's some that's seventy-seven thousand points. That's very both points. That's a lot of damage. Here we go. Hell yeah! This is what people are tuning into here too. This I can't believe this. This shit is incredible, man. Hey, so you want to talk hockey or what? There's, there's no way yeah. we can do a whole podcast out of this. It's just it's yeah, or we possible. can talk Angry Birds or whatever. <laughs> I don't know enough. I have a fourteen-month-old, but I don't know. I missed the Angry Birds window, right? So, just not uh, not it. I guess just uh, just to start, your thoughts on Game Three, and you know how important it was to walk away with a win in that one after their performance in Game Two. Yeah, it's huge for them. They were looking to play Bruins hockey. I mean, it's the cliche, but like honestly, like they just didn't really show up. You know, and playoffs are weird, right? There, there's always going to be bounces and chances you think was supposed to go in, but just up and down the lineup, they just they didn't bring enough cohesion. The passing game was off. Just everything wasn't really working to that level outside of a few players, and you saw everybody in the lineup really had some kind of positive impact on the game. Jacob, Jacob Lauko, you know, his shifts were good. Um, you know, there's there's concerns about this team right now with regards to injury and, and you know, Projecting forward, how healthy are they going to be for this for this run here? Um, I don't want to get too you know dramatic about that. Um, they they certainly seem to be fine, but I think that the, the general thought coming out of Game Three was you know they got back to doing what they do well, and if they do that well, it's not going to take them long to finish this series. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as injuries go, what are your thoughts on David Krejci in terms of like? whether he should play in game four uh, or else, you know, get some extra rest before game five. I know he was listed as like 50-50 for game four, but. Yeah, I, I think that we're seeing now too the, that Jim Montgomery, you know, way more than Bruce Cassidy is going to participate in the gamesmanship part of it. You know, like he's, we didn't hear anything about Tracy. We knew he's David Tracy. He's old and, and banged up. And this isn't a surprise, but it's not like he was saying, oh yeah, Tracy's questionable, by the way. You know, he can kind of just shove that to the side. He's going to, and the same thing goes with Allmark and whatever he's doing with. Um, Bergeron's status, obviously. Um, but, you know, Tracy's definitely banged up, and I think if you have a chance, knowing that you once you come home, you know, if you, if you yeah, yeah, two of the two of the next three at home. Like it's just everything's easier. You know, you can recover quicker. You're not in the hotel bed, etc. Um, I, I think you rest them. I, I really don't think there's a reason with what that lineup showed. You know, like you think Charlie Coyle can't do it again? Like I, I think he's has another few great games in him for for the level that he's reached. So I don't see why you'd play him. You know, honestly, but if they see something that they can just get a, a win with Grace in the lineup, why not? Ports and Cat, question for you both being the experts here. What's your take on, you know, bounce back performance from Olmark? I would say one of the goals that he gave up was after the whistle, which was still weird that like nothing came with that, I guess, because it was like a low value goal at that point. But what's your take on the goaltender situation? Do you stick with Olmark now? Do you think, I know a lot of people talk about rotating Swayman in, obviously that's worked for them all season. Like, what do you guys think as far as, as the goalie situation goes right now? I mean, I... Obviously, I'm not. I'm not the coach. Every every coach has their own methodology for how they 
you to deploy that. I think the playoffs are different though. I think you essentially, you want to make sure that you have a good, healthy tandem throughout the season, just in case when your goaltenders really starts to struggle or is injured in the playoffs. But there's so much momentum gained in the playoffs and it's, it's just a different game. Uh, you really don't want to bounce back and forth too much unless we, I think if we see Mark really start to struggle again, then, then you revisit the conversation that the coaches would talk with him, see if maybe it's a little bit of fatigue, something where they, I think so much of it is, you know, you're playing the same team over and over. You want to get that, you really want to get yourself rolling there. If you swap back and forth, you essentially kill someone some of that momentum for both goaltenders and you almost hamstring yourself by trying to trying to do too much of that on the regular season. But then once you commit to them in the playoffs, you have to commit to them until until you need to address it. And they're lucky that they have a good second goaltender that they can go to. Whereas the no disrespect to Alex Lyon, I think that's a that's a bold first goaltender to have as your your starter. Um and then Kowalski as your backup but you know, the Bruins, as long as Olmark's still doing well and still feels, I think it's more up to him, as long as he still feels like he's bouncing back and feeling okay with it, you stick with him for sure. I, I agree. Like, so I think, and by the way, I have to, I forgot that we were on a time thing, so I have to keep, keep my turn uh, going here. Um, I was like, well, I'm going to look really rude if I just walk away. Um, no, so... I think that they want to stick with Olmark. I don't think there's a reason unless, like with his play, right? Like there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong. There's just zero, there's, there's not a lot to pick apart from my, you know, not, I don't speak goalie fluently, but I know a few words. Like I think that, you know, if, if you can get him a game off though with the Blake um, coming up here, like that's what Montgomery talked about today was the two days fully off as an as a afternoon game tomorrow, you have two days to rest them. So go to Swanton. I mean, if, if you really feel like your best is going to win this series, and I think the Bruins would make that bet, you know, if they're playing their game, they're going to let all this team, uh, you know, defensively and in net, then you just, you just get, you know, swam in a, a game, uh, knowing that he can do it. I mean, it's, it's not like you're really going to a, a guy, you know, who you're, Think is a borderline, you know, guy in the NHL. I mean, swaying by the numbers and swaying when, you know, he's, you know, he can he can allow a few that he likes to have back, um, you know, as in any goalie. But you know, he, he more than pulled his weight this year. Probably, you know, based on that, too, deserves a, a game at some point. Um, you know, given what he put on tape this year, he good for morale, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think, you know, maybe that's a little carrot too that you dangle. You know, let's go get one for for Sway. Um, you know, he's been with us all year, you know, that kind of, that kind of locker room stuff that they talk about. So I say, why not? Panthers, I don't envy their choice right now because, you know, Bob Rossi comes in and he gives up a goal. You know, if he had come in and made a bunch of saves and looked really good, you know, then it's like, okay, well, here's a guy who took his moment, you know, and, and he's done it before. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a really tough call because I'm not technically advanced to break down this enough, but boy, his glove looks pretty bad right now to me. Yeah, I I think that that talk of rust is actually a a good thing to mention just because my one concern, I know that Chris and I were talking about it earlier this week, is 
from Omar's, like from Omar's standpoint, we really haven't seen him. Not not as a workhorse, we've seen him do well. But when it comes to just if they if they go beyond five or maybe even six games in most of the series, in most of the series if they're doing six or seven game series, just from a fatigue standpoint, we do want to give them as much rest as soon as possible. Kind of like they did during the season, you want to make sure that when you hit that that crucial final series, if they if they make it to the final, you really want to make sure that you're not going in with with a fifth of a tank against right? You want to make sure that if you need to have that extra little reserve of energy left. So when it's in consequential moment, especially if they manage to take game three here, I think you know you might as well give him a little bit more rest there. Uh, just to just to try and get him through more of the playoffs. Um that's also I don't think I'd bounce back and forth frequently, which I don't think is something that they would plan to do, but yeah, I mean, I agree with so much of what you guys said. I mean the the example that's right there for like not wanting to switch up your goalies is with the wild going to Marc Andre Fleury, but fortunately Swayman is a lot better than Marc Andre Fleury at this point in their careers, um, and I do. The, my one worry with resting, obviously, if he's got kind of a nagging injury, yeah, you want to give him as rest as possible. But I mean, we haven't really seen him that much this year after taking four or five days off in a row, um, and I don't know. If, I don't think something like that would really mess with him at this point. But he's been so consistent all year that uh, I. Um, Doubt that anything like that would be for them, but I mean, I do agree that you, you know you want to get Swayman some work, and you know, in case he needed in case of an emergency, and then I mean, um, this whole team kind of next man up mentality, like Nick Foligno, great job, and then short notice, but like I, I think Swayman has the mentality where like if Olmark was unable to go at the last minute in game three, he didn't go. Um, but I, I would prefer that he know ahead of time that <laughs> that he's uh, starting the game. Yeah, I saw the video of him doing the the Jimmy Craig tennis ball, juggling off the wall. He was fucking ready to go. He could have he jumped in like halfway through warmups and he would have been fine. But um, also, I know mean, we're only two games in at this point, but I like there is something to be said about like how rare three games in at this point. I totally knew that. Uh, <laughs> there's something to be said about like the rare opportunity to like get three days of rest for or more for a goalie right so like if you have an opportunity again not like Omar's been work for several series already but a, a chance for a good amount of rest and you still feel pretty comfortable in your team that's pretty rare so you know I don't hate the idea of starting for a game but you know I also agree I don't want to flip-flop too much it's NBA playoffs time, and that means big, <laughs> big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook. I love me some big hoops action. Don't forget and your official... between the legs windmill. <laughs> 360 windmill. Junk, baby. <laughs> it's an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat game, parlay, and feel the sweat every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app 
opt in and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. This is going to be funny. Ten dollars. They added a lot of extra shit. Oh no! no, Yeah, (laughs) it caught me the other day too. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a five dollar pregame money line bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21-plus, in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Yeah. Well, any any thoughts on, on game four and what we should be looking for, especially out of Florida after losing that one at home? And I think so far from the series, we've really seen, especially that game two, they're like, we got a chance to split, and then we're right there with them, and this is kind of a similar scenario. So uh, what do you guys think the Bruins need to do to probably counter that mentality and that drive that Florida's going to come out with? Well, if I'm, if I'm thinking from Florida's perspective, you know, right now, Ekblad seems hurt. I don't know what happened to Ekblad, really, like when he ran into McAvoy like he did. Like, it was weird. He kind of went down. And stayed down, and you're like, did McAvoy throw an elbow or something? Like, what, what exactly happened there? But he is dealing with something, like, tweaked something. Something happened there. And he came right back, um, tried to play through it, and then decided to sit him. So it's like, he's a huge piece on their back end. Um, they also have Josh Mahura, who is not as big a piece, fair to say. Um, he's, he's dealing with something as well. So they recall that. Uh, Lucas Carlson from the ACL. He's had a really good year down there. Um, kind of like turned his career around with a with a breakout offensive season. Like really wasn't a guy that was producing much or you know earning a ton of playing time. Um, so that's good. Uh, you know because they're they're the you know I mean I'm waiting for Pasternak to to just do something awful to Mark Stahl in this series. Um, I just feel like that's going to happen at some point. Um, maybe it has already, and I just haven't noticed. But at any at any point, um, I, I just think the Bruins know the level that they have to get to at this point. I would fully expect them to. I said I said Bruins in five coming into this, and you know, I can really still see that happening. I just feel like player by player, you know, uh, they're better, they're calmer, they're they're just more in control. Like I wrote that, and I think some, I think maybe some commenters, uh, reply guys on Twitter were like. You, know, you never say that the series is in hand or, or something. I think they must have taken my tone for, for you know, different than it was. But I'm just trying to say, like, I, I've seen this all year. I've seen the, uh, you know, the team that they can be when they play up to their level. And they've reached it. They've seen it. There's no reason that they can't get there in game four, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think you just got to maintain that urgency. It felt like that game, too, like, especially in that third period, I had said last pod, like, I think you got the sense that Florida's season was kind of on the line in that game, and they knew they had to try to grab one in Boston to have any chance. And I think the Bruins obviously just were lacking sharpness that game too. So I think just coming out with a little bit more urgency, which I think you saw in game three, I would expect to see it again in game four, especially if, if somebody like uh, Swayman's starting. But 
Um, yeah, urgency is the big thing for me. Just play like you need to win because ultimately, like, while you are in control, it is the playoffs. So you got to, you know, do the things that were successful for you all year and, and be aggressive, which I think is what, you know, they've been doing. I would say that, um, you know, you probably keep the same lineup, you know, and that includes Grizzly on the back end. You know, he didn't play very much in that game. Um, so obviously, he's somebody who's got plenty in the tank at this point. So I, I liked what I saw from you know, back there. Orloff was one of the guys who took a rest today, but I don't think, you know, that's just basically probably just because he could. Um, you know, I don't see any problem. Really, with him, although he does play physical enough, you're always wondering about that. Um, you know, Marshan seems, I, I think one of the big positives right now is that Marshan seems really good. I mean, he's, you know, been trying to find it all season, and, and you knew he, you know, whatever he has, it's going to come out right now. You know, he's not holding anything back at this point, but um, he's, he's really found his battle level, which I don't think ever really wanes, but just the effectiveness of it maybe a, a, a little bit. And, you know, you look at the play that they made on Coyle's goal, and him and DeBrusque are working the wall so well. That's been such a such a plus that those guys do that. Uh, really allows a guy like Coyle to be, you know, like you don't think of Charlie Cole as the number one center, but if those guys are winning as many pucks, you know, and he, and he can play to the best of his ability, then, hey, maybe you can. Actually, I don't want to say that. Maybe you can get by all season with Charlie Coyle as the number one center. It's probably a little too early for that kind of talk, but he looks really good, too. And, uh, you know, I think they feel really good about where his game is at. Yeah, I mean, who – so all the, all the talk was about Charlie Coyle uh, stepping up on that top line. Um, was there anybody deeper in the lineup who impressed you in terms of, you know, stepping in, filling in? I know uh, Lauco came in and uh, played his first game. Uh, Nick Daniel was on the on the edge of sitting. Uh, which one of those guys really stood out to you? Yeah, I, I would say about Coyle, too, like uh, being in, like, around Barkov, like, He's huge now. Like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's, like, really, I guess it probably, it probably is, you know, like, guys like Yager, like, the really top guys in the league, best team, like, they're massive, massive humans for this sport, for moving as fast as they do, and Barkov's like that, like, he's grown into this giant, and, you know, to see Coyle be able to just, like, outwork him in the front of the net, like, that's, you know, there's a, they're, they're going to face guys that are a lot less, you know, big and, and, smart than Barkov, right? So I think you got to feel really good about that. So, I, you know, maybe I'm talking a little too much about Boyle and Wayne Stone, but, um, you know, Polino, I, I think if you get 10 good minutes from him, then you're golden, you know? Like, you know, he, he's so, he obviously, like, you know, he's got maybe two, maybe three good, really, really good bursts in those legs per game. Um, and, you know, he's, he's definitely shown them. I respect Ty, Tigers one, uh, Angry Birds. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it, such a such a smart, you know, player with his little like first touch, you know, kind of spin off guys and uh, open up a play. He really quick hands, some really quick hands on that goal. Uh, great passing ball, you know, they they scored on Bobrovsky late. So I mean, he's a positive. I, you know, AJ Greer like. It, Energy's not the issue, right? So it's like he doesn't help you as much. You know, sometimes you need a guy like that. I don't think that's the problem right now. But, you know, maybe if they get down in a, 
in a uh, series next round or something, and you know they're they're lacking some energy. You know, then he gets in the game, same as the world. Right? So I, I think uh, that's kind of where you're at. And good for Brandon Bussey, by the way. You know, getting uh, getting a practice day up at this level. You know, just kind of. Not to be too like you know our uh, Pollyanna about it, but it, like it is good for those guys to be around this at this point in the season. That's actually a good point. You don't really think about like even playoff practice experience, right? But like for a guy as young as him, and that's probably is really valuable. So that's, uh, I guess, a, a hidden gem. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and then like a guy like him, like you know, college free agent. He's been ECHL, AHL this year. You know, had a pretty sure he had one backup team. I'm, I'm just, yeah, at least in Montreal, right? Um, so you know, his head's probably spinning a little bit. And, you know, he's trying to. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so it just it's just really good for you know experience for him, obviously. Awesome. Um... Well, I guess just to wrap up, if you guys have, we, we did this at the end of the last episode after games one and two, the Bruins, but just thoughts on other series so far. Um, I I was personally really excited to see that the Kraken uh, were able to, are able to kind of stick with Colorado there. I thought that was going to be lights out sweep. Um, and I've been catching a couple of the Western Conference games, super close. LA also hanging in there. Actually, leading now, right? Two one against Edmonton, which was a surprise. They for me, sure are. You guys got any thoughts? Whether it's surprises, whether it's something you expected on the uh, on the rest of the series thus far. I mean, that was good, man. Yeah. yeah. I might be kind of a Grinch, but I I, I kind of like watching Connor McDavid make nice early exits from the playoffs. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I love Edmonton lose. Um, so watching LA pull ahead is just everything I could have asked for. So I, I usually don't cheer for the Kings, and I feel like I'm very slowly starting to shift towards hoping that they pull it off here. Um, it's been kind of fun watching just across the league, though. I feel like we've seen some weirdly high scores. Like, we've seen just some absolutely lopsided. I know that Toronto got Toasted in their first game against Tampa, and then turned around into the same thing right back to Tampa. And the next one just stands in my favorite, Michael Bunting, um, which I believe he's back from suspension. So excited! That he got to suspended see. for three games. Did he get three? Yeah. I'm hoping we we'll get to see him out for the season. Time. No, no. <laughs> um, he'll be back for at least one more game. That's all I need. Um, no, it's it's fun kind of watching. It feels like the playoffs are kind of mirroring the season. We're just seeing more variants. We're not seeing as many of those tight games, which is kind of fun. Like that's everything we could have asked for in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So. I'm all in on the Kings bandwagon. Just saying that, but that, I yeah. have a buddy, I have a really good friend who's Kings fan, so mostly for him. But my uh, always down to see Edmonton fall. <laughs> my cousin Eric just moved out to to cali uh so uh we we've been rooting for la it would be great to have a stanley cup final um maybe maybe i could somehow afford tickets and go crash at his place but when i first looked they were about three thousand dollars with fees so i don't think that's happening at least in boston they were just open the back door you're good <laughs> yeah, 
if the Bruins end up playing the Kings in the Stanley Cup final, we're gonna sell our house and then buy a ticket and then share nice. the seat. <laughs> Um, our place. <laughs> awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. So, sorry. So, uh, I would just say uh, I didn't expect Tampa, Tampa Toronto to be as lopsided as it has been. Um, you know, but there you go. Always, always drama. Never, uh, never easy. And I mean that in Tampa too. Tampa always doesn't share drama. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to watch the second Carolina Islanders. I just don't know if that's going to happen. Um, doesn't interest me too much. Uh, a lot of respectable teams, obviously, but boy, um, styles make fights, etc. Um, you know, the Kings are better than I thought they'd be. Kraken, Kraken have reached another level, I think, for them. Um, you know, and then I'm saying that about a team that came in deep Bruins three nothing, you know, on their own ice. But you know, I just think that. You know their their four lines are uh, are better than than you think they are. Certainly better than I thought they were. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my only thoughts. Good thoughts. Awesome. Um. Well, great. Well, I think to wrap up, I, I guess ports. Where can we find you? Uh, <laughs> where can we find your work? Where can we find you on social media? That's what I meant. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Boston Globe, uh, Twitter, Maddie Ports, etc. Um, I'll be there. Pretty sure I'm going every game from here on out. So follow the journey, and uh, there you go. That's what I'll do. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking time out of your day off. We appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Yeah.